welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the fourth episode fourth episode of What's Going On Here. My name is Tom Ulrich. The young man sitting across from me is uh, Sean Quigley, or as we're better known by our DJ names, T-Love and the Quig. Yep. You might have caught that if you uh, <laughs> caught our podcast. We, uh, you can find us on iTunes and on SoundCloud.com, so... Uh, we might actually be on a couple of other platforms as well fairly soon. and um, But if you don't know this yet, that's where we can be found. Anyway, how are you, sir, today? Uh, I'm good. I'm getting over a cold. Okay. So, you know, I've been feeling sorry for myself for the last few days. So oh. I, I sound very nasal. Although I have to say that the first episode we did, uh-huh. I think I must have had a cold as well okay. or something. Okay. I noticed in the first episode, I sounded very nasal. Okay. I was ve- I, I, Maybe you're having allergies this time, and that time you had a Perhaps. cold. Because it is allergy season. Well, no, this is definitely a cold. I know this is a cold. Oh, okay, gotcha. It might be the other way around. It might have been allergies before this is a cold. Because oh. this, I've been, uh, it's, uh, it's just a cold. Okay, fair enough. But I'm getting over it. Now, okay. now it seems like allergies, because it's, I'm at the point now where I'm just, you know, like, kind of bumped up. Uh, I'm getting over it. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm just putting it out there. If oh. anyone's listening, they're like, oh, he sounds gross. <laughs> That's why. If you think we sound gross, you should see us. <laughs> but anyway, this is episode four. And for those of you that don't know our format, what we do is we go on Netflix and we catch a television show that most people haven't heard of, ourselves included, and then um, or little known. And then what we do is try to catch an episode in the middle and catch the middle 20 minutes of said episode and try to figure out what's going on here. Yeah, I mean, the premise that we have a show called What's Going On Here, so basically we just try and set ourselves up to fail or win every hurdle. It's like, what can we do to make things as confusing as possible for us? <laughs> and every time we go on Netflix and we think, should we do this, do this? I'm always presented with the same thing. It's like, right. Well, what is the most confusing? What what is going to best set us up for being confused? Yes, and that is it. Seems to be you know foreign language is the go to. Is the go to so far? Well, I mean, is that really on us or on Netflix that it provides so much foreign language programming? Yeah, these bastards. I, th- I think it's on Netflix. It's not really on us. I think it's on Netflix. <laughs> when are we going to get some good old English television? <laughs> That's on right. There's hardly any out there. Yeah. Oh, it's ridiculous. <laughs> well. This is a show that looked like some kind of uh, futuristic sci-fi thriller, kind of, but but like a socio-economic kind of thriller, as opposed to androids are trying to take over the world or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's like Kurt Vonnegut light. I don't know. Yeah, it's I, like every man sci-fi. It's very popular now. They're like, ooh, ooh, we learn it. Ooh, it's deeper than you think. You know, <laughs> it used to used to be sci-fi was what it was. It's like you know, it was tin foil yep. and like creaky robots, lizards, yeah, and, that kind of stuff. But now it's like, oh no, now you we have, have to, to think be about it. Yeah, talking about the economy and money and like trying to make it realistic. Yeah, yeah, but it's not really about it. No, it's nah. <laughs> well. Today's episode is called uh, today's show. Is called 3%, and this is a Brazilian-produced TV show. And it was it's one season, eight episodes, and we caught ch- uh, chapter four called The Gateway. Yes. So we caught that, and so far, so far, I'm saying, because we might have review more than one drink today, so far we are reviewing Concrete Jungle by our friends over at the elementary 
Brewery in Hackensack, New Jersey. This is a Imperial Cream Ale with tart cherry and orange zest with a 9.5% alcohol by volume. So this should be an interesting show, my friend. Oh, yeah. And uh, IBUs, 25, so not very bitter. And yeah. so uh, I have a little glass here so we can kind of look at the color. Oh, look at that. That's a nice creamy color, huh? I bet, oh, this is a very pleasing sound. It probably is, yes, absolutely. ASMR, is ASMR, is it called? Do you know what I'm talking about when I say that? Uh, no. It's this uh, phenomenon that's on, well, I guess across the internet, but on YouTube, I think, is, is where it's big, where people get off in various ways. There's a spectrum of getting off. When right. I say getting off, sure, sure. on the sounds of things. Okay, okay. Um, and some people do take sexual gratification. Others, just calming. Okay, and sure. And apparently it's very big. It's more likely women uh-huh. that are going to be tuned into it than men. But okay. there, are, there are a lot of men. And um, what it is, is it's just there's this whole slew of people that are these ASMR, I forget what the acronym stands for, ASMR, something like that, that, that specialise in it. And they just have all these different videos of relax. It's kind of like the equivalent of whale song. Oh, right, 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 right. Nature sounds, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah people, yeah. and it's so, there'll be these people, and they talk very relaxing. Uh-huh. It's like you're just like somebody. So it's like a really... people would be very excited <laughs> okay. uh, or that or you know or the sounds of pouring water like so like Counselor Troy on Star Trek The Next Generation because if you remember she never yes. ever raised her voice yep. she always spoke like the next thing out of her mouth was going to be take off your tunic <laughs> I mean yeah. you know absolutely love uh-huh. the show huge fan yeah. uh, what, what was it uh, Diana Sirtis was that her name I, the actress I don't remember yeah. Uh, anyway, but yeah, she got just just ridiculously pleasant voice, and mm-hmm. I've I I I've imagined more than one scenario of me and her on a transporter pad, and you know, but Ooh. yeah, that's <laughs> uh, but I'm weird, and that's that's why this happens. But anyway, to our beer, cheers. Yes, and yes. let's try our beer, and then on with chapter four, gateway. This is the stuff. Wow. This is, oh, you can totally taste the cherry. You can totally taste the orange zest. I've got the orange zest. Concrete uh, jungle. I can't taste the, the cherry. Ah, this is so frustrating. The cold. My cold. It, the cold is getting you. It's cold. But the tart, yeah, it's it's almost like having a cocktail. It's like having a Manhattan right now. I've got the orange zest. This should be my ideal drink. I need to, I need to like, try this again when I don't a cold because it's... My fa- I like IPA, which is already kind of, you know, orange zesty anyway. And then my favorite cocktail, probably my favorite alcoholic drink, okay. actually, is a Negroni. Okay. I love a Negroni. So like which is, for people who don't know? Campari. Uh-huh. Uh, Campari, gin, and uh, vermouth. Okay. Martini. Oh, okay. Uh, so martini, Campari, gin, and that's it. Okay. It's like just... Booze, booze, and booze. All and shut juice. Into one. Yeah. It's red, and it is like, oh, it sorts out the men from the boys. Well, this this is a delicious beer. I think, and, and the guys can correct me if I'm wrong and send me hate mail if I said it wrong, 
but I think this was a, a, a limited release. I don't think you're going to find it now. So we're reviewing it, and sorry, you probably won't be able to find it. But maybe some store will have it. But this is an absolutely delicious beer. That's all I can say about it. It's delicious. It's not too uh, carbonated. And what it's just 9.5%. It? Uh, that makes sense. Yeah. It's just, this is, this is, once again, and I mean, we're kind of like, I guess, homers on this place anyway, because I have yet to taste a bad beer from these guys, and this is just fantastic beer. Yep. Yeah? Very nice. Okay. All right, on to our analysis of 3%, the Brazilian sci-fi thriller show. So we got 20 minutes into chapter four and started watching it, and apparently it's futuristic, Yes. And it's a bit of a despondent future, and it's a bunch of people in what looks basically like a self-storage yeah. building, literally, because they even yeah. like you can see the locks on the little uh, uh, doors that swing open uh -huh. up and down. And then, and there's one guy in a wheelchair, yeah. but he's also, and that's the other thing. Everybody's young and attractive. Uh -huh. Everybody. Yeah. They, they all look like they came out of the uh, Burberry catalogue. Yes, exactly. They were wearing clothes that are like too big for them. Yeah, yes, that's right. And they were all designated with colours, almost like Star Trek again. Yeah. Where it was mostly green, tan, and red. Yeah. And then the one guy had a blue shirt on. And he was the... Oh, no, he wasn't the only one. So it starts off with one guy in green trying to talk this whole crowd into something. And they're all basically blowing him off. And then they all go off, and a screen comes up, and there was the girl in the blue, and oh, they're basically yeah. showing binary code. Yeah. And she's just saying one and zeros over again, and the guy in the wheelchair is trying to get her to like calm down because everybody left, and she freaks out and almost hits him for whatever reason why she's saying one and zero. Yeah. And then they show the control room, and it's like an older guy and an older woman and another guy who's very nervous, and they're watching all of this unfold in this storage center. Yeah, it, it, it's I, I I mean I was I kept waiting any second I, I wanted the storage hunter people to just like barge open like the you ever seen that storage hunters? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, just like come up and be like, <laughs> what do we have in this bin? Oh, it's a bunch of Brazilian teenagers. <laughs> Whoa, you, you wow! Oh my god, these guys look so sad. <laughs> they're so hungry and they're so sad. That's true, and so. The girl freaks out, and did she, did she pass out then, or did she, like, leave? I, uh, I think she was left, kind of, like, on her knees, kind of babbling ones and zeros, like, one and zero, one and zero, just, like, babbling and crying, I mean, and then it just cut away from her, and then the next time we saw her, she was just, like, passed, passed out. out. Yeah, that's right, that's right. And then the guy in the wheelchair goes off, and there's a chute, and hears some noise in the chute, and he opens up the chute, and somebody sent them all water and food. Yeah, that's and just space like like in like in space packages, right? Like you would see on the space station, and just like a ton of it piled down. And everybody comes back, and everybody goes nuts, of course, because there's food. But mind you, none of them look like unfed or or like they've been thirsty for a while because yeah. they're all like super hot. 
Uh, well, not necessarily super hot, but they're all attractive and yeah. fit. Well, and they're all skinny in a way that's making them like, oh, they don't eat enough food. But it's like, no, 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 no. no. I know what someone who is not enough food looks like. Right. And I know what a skinny model with cheekbones looks like. <laughs> exactly. And that's what they look like. <laughs> right. Like, their hair is perfect. Yes, yes, their yes. Their skin is fine. Yeah. They didn't have any product in their hair, let's be fair. No. No, no product and no makeup. But, like, if, if you've had no food to the extent where everybody in the medium environment is skinny, yeah. there's a lot of other things going on there. That's it's not true. just a bunch of skinny people. No, There's no. a lot of other issues. Yes. People aren't looking all as good as these lot, you know. And, 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 and then, so they all, they're about to like become a savage horde, which what people usually do when somebody gives them free stuff, as evidenced by Walmart every Christmas. But um, then one girl steps out, and like yells at them and tells them to be rational and we have to ration our food and water. Yes. And then eventually like they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, the one guy in blue agrees. Well, we have to say this point just in case for whatever reason you haven't listened to the other podcasts and uh, we haven't mentioned it. Because, oh, it's a standard by this point. We weren't, we, we turned the subtitles off. So we know what's oh, yeah, yeah, no subtitles. That's right. We're, we're listening we, in Portuguese yeah. and we have no idea what's going on. So if you think so far that like you haven't caught on to that, you're like, what are these guys doing? Just literally just talking about what happened <laughs> without any analysis. They're just like breaking down exactly what happened. No, this is analysis because we don't actually really know what's going on. Right. We're trying to figure it out. Because we don't know what's, what's going, going on, on here. Yeah. Wink, wink. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for the clarification. <laughs> so, um. But too late for most people. They've been like, after two minutes, they're like... I, I don't understand what's happening yet. I turn it off. Turn it off. It's just two people talking about a show this scene, just describing it moment by moment. That's all that's happening. Anyone do that? You know what? I'm going to start a second podcast, and it's going to be about people listening to our podcast, where they say, yeah. what the fuck is going on here? And then turn off the radio. Yeah. And, and But we'll make it kind of like a video podcast and just go around filming people. So... For your, those six people that listen to us, please let us know when you're doing it so we can film you. And I hope someone is listening on the radio. I know you just said that as just a word, but I like the idea that someone has a podcast radio. They're, they're sitting there at the, the table with a cup of tea, turning on the... <laughs> and there's us. <laughs> What's going on here? Uh, oh, uh, oh, I think I'll listen to this station uh, before the news comes on. Uh, That's right. And then this is what you get on the radio. Yeah. This pre actually now you think about it, I I didn't put it in this terms, but the original podcasters were pirate radio stations, I guess. Yes. People doing pirate radio was yeah. kind of the original podcast. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say that. Yeah. Interesting. Yes. God, you actually I feel sorry for all those pirate radio people now. They really got took out. <laughs> yeah, the podcasting they got hosed. Yeah. They did was like, who cares? Yeah, they got hosed and the interwebs came along and yeah. just made them obsolete pretty much. Oh, like Freedom Radio. Poor guy Duncan in his garage, like playing <laughs> jungle rave music. What? <laughs> <laughs> okay, what the hell is jungle rave music? I have to. Oh, that's not something you're aware of. <laughs> no, please explain it I to me. I think that's a British thing. Jungle, uh, jungle, you know, jungle music is. <laughs> I understand that it sounds ridiculous, <laughs> I guess, uh, to someone that doesn't know. Jungle, <laughs> jungle music, jungle rave, is a, uh, it is a genuine genre of music. Okay. Um, okay. That was popular, I guess, in the <laughs> early 90s. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, 
it was an offshoot of, I guess, mm-hmm. a kind of a dubstep. Okay. It would be dubstep now, like a rap, but not rap. So kind of, an, uh, but so it's like an urban. Like, like the, like the. What were they called? Music. The Soup Dragons. Uh, Cause I'm free to do what I want. A little bit. Any old time. A little bit. Not as melodic though. Oh, that's, that's just kinda, too much talent. Yeah, jungle music is kind of like. Um, it's almost like if you can imagine a cross between the Prodigy. Okay. And like I guess the Prodigy and like NWA like you just smash those together oh okay and then so basically get a guy to rap over in what well what used to be called industrial house in the US yeah yeah you know it's the house it's kind of like house I guess it yeah so jungle music would be like it's like house music uh-huh. but grimier and I don't mean in like the sense of grime I know that's also a genre of music but I don't know what that is but it's like dirty it's kind of like not only it's clear it's a punk version of house music okay that is very its basis is working class kind of industrial estate right places just a lot of communities people making their own like dance track electronic music yeah with people kind of rapping over it but not with a lot of uh, not very clean and it's all a little bit very bassy and kind of so are you saying Asian dub foundation would be considered general rave uh, I don't know what that is. What's that? Asian Dub Foundation. I don't know. I don't know names. Okay. Anyway, they were they were in they were uh, there was that song uh, a flyover that was in that video game Xbox we talked about where you crash things up break breakout two or something. Oh, like that. burnout. Burnout. Yes, burnout revenge. Oh, I would have heard it then, but I can't remember. Because we talked about that. That's where I discovered like Billy Talent on like that video game. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. There's, uh, there's the, the biggest. Uh, there's a guy called Goldie, who's okay. very famous. Well, I say very famous. He was famous for people my age in England. Okay. Uh, and he was kind of like the king of jungle music. He's okay. uh, he's this guy who's a bit of personality now, and he was famous because he had a whole grill, a golden grill of teeth, and he was like the only guy in England that had that. So oh, except like for the like, early nineties. I was gonna say so. Basically, where Sasha Baron Cohen or Sasha Cohen Baron, what's his name? Yeah. Got his inspiration for Ali or yeah yeah Ali G yeah yeah Ali G grew out of that kind of world gotcha very much of that kind of yeah they were dressed like that yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. like the chains and right, the, like right, tracksuits well I mean I used to DJ back in the late eighties and early nineties and the very popular records were actually coming out of England the imports the house yeah so there was a bunch of like and they would rap over it and and very often the rapper would be like. Is he a yank? No, I'm a Londoner. And it's like that would be like thrown in there. It's like, oh, okay. I d- uh, really? I wouldn't have thought that because I thought all English people talk like this. You know, mm. it's, you know, like Scottish accent. What's a Scottish? Oh, hey, it's Billy Connolly. And everyone in Scotland sounds like this. So, you know, it's, it's, it's. Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, yeah. I, so, so I, th- I suspect you. I know what it is, but I've listen never. listened to jungle music, you would, it wouldn't sound odd to you. No. But you just wouldn't be with the term yes so it, it'd be called something thing. else yes yes yeah. and I, I put out that i do not like jungle music okay i'm not a fan okay. i just happen to know that I, I referenced it but i'm not that was never my thing okay. i don't like dark music i don't like electronic music okay so like you're a communist what you're saying <laughs> yeah okay all right yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Basically, at least i like i like the polka <laughs> <laughs> i like accordion very much i like yeah. if no accordion it's not music it's garbage if you do not have a bottle it is not a dance 
Where is vodka and then we can dance. Hey, 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 hey! <laughs> okay. Yeah. So now that our show has devolved into <laughs> the ravings of lunatics. Yeah. So where, so where do we stop? Oh yes, binary girl. Freaks out. Mm. Guy in wheelchair founds the food supply. And the thing about the binary girl, why she's going to be key, I'm guessing, later on in the show. Because there's like ten kind of people in this world. Uh-huh. Those that get binary and those that don't. Yeah. Little little yeah. coding joke for you right there, huh? You like? Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now, now Sean is looking very despondent right now and doesn't know <laughs> what to do with himself. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I apologize. Yes, yeah, that was a very terrible joke. But uh, uh, anyway, so they ration the w- water and food. Yeah. And they keep going back to this control room with the three people, and it's a woman. Who looks to be in her mid-30s, maybe? A guy who's older, who looks to be like a middle-aged guy, uh, mid-40s, I'd say. I'd say, I'd say right now, I don't remember the woman at all. Because she, she is, said nothing. Because who cares? <laughs> <laughs> That's the reason. The reason is, who cares about her? <laughs> because she is in there entirely so that people don't get upset. <laughs> I see some Brazilian director... Who's like, ah, oh, whatever Brazilian sounds like. For me, it sounds French. Oh, the woman has to go in there. You stand there. Don't you talk. Don't you talk. You stand there. Well, <laughs> I'm glad you consider yourself a progressive. And say, there's a woman in the shot and who cares? Who cares? Who cares? I mean, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, right, I mean, I'm being a bit ironical about it. I am. Um, but, Yeah. <laughs> I think it's more aluminium that you're being about, just yeah. quite frankly. <laughs> okay, well, anyway, her, and then there's a guy who looked perpetually scared. And I wasn't quite sure if he was terrified or if he was pooping his pants, because he always had this expression with his hand on his face, like, <laughs> and he was saying nothing. And the only one talking was the guy. And, of course, every, everybody knows that every evil villain has a very thin beard that kind of just lines the jawline <laughs> and then comes up into this thin little like porn uh-huh. mustache that like started back in like 19 you know 69 and mm. no pun intended but um <clears throat> yeah so they keep on cutting to that and the other thing about the show which we both commented on the camera work is so disjointed oh the camera work was terrible now i understand what they were trying to I do mean, there was stuff everywhere. I don't know if you noticed how much stuff there was lying around the ground. Yes. Perhaps the cameraman just kept dripping. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Perhaps he was just like... It was... It was. They were big into... Pierre, oh. stop dripping on the things! We had got to get a good shot here! Pierre! <laughs> stop it! Keep a steady camera! <laughs> I don't know why Pierre is in Brazil, but you know, it might be a student exchange program. I don't know. But yeah, they were big time into the over-the-shoulder shots, or OTS for those of you that are in the industry, um, and then focusing on the other person, and it was a lot of close-up zoom-ups, and it was, it was almost like the old Batman TV show, when they tried (laughs) to show that like Catwoman like slipped something in his drink. A yeah. movie, <laughs> yeah. and then like the camera would just like tilt sideways, or like in the old Star Trek, and everybody would throw themselves into the chairs, yeah. and the camera guy would just like kind of tilt the camera so it looks like the ship is falling apart. It was kind of like that, and then the it would either be a frog's eye perspective or a bird's eye perspective, uh. like where they go from up top or from the bottom. Yeah, and then there was a couple of 
Because in the beginning of the show was the guy in the green shirt who was like the antagonist who was trying to get everybody to do something and everybody basically told him to fuck off. Uh-huh. And then they did a flashback for him in his past and you see a pregnant love interest of his and some woman that's taking care of him and he's writing a letter. And then they flashed back and him and his boys figured out how to take bars out of their bunk beds to use as bats and force everybody to give up their water rations to them. Yeah. Which, I don't know why. Uh, yeah, I don't... I also don't know what... The whole... There's so much wrong with this. <laughs> there's so much wrong. The more you talk about it, the more you delve into it, the more it's just like, oh my God. It just doesn't make sense. Like, if you're in that situation... Just think about it. You're in that situation and you're trapped with these fucking people in this storage unit, whatever. And, like, you're getting all pissy about water. And, like, look, there's someone who's giving you this water, albeit rattling you. They have to be giving you enough water to generally keep you all alive. Yes. Or else what's the fucking point? Unless it's just, you know, an experiment to see what happens. But one thing is sure, and that's if you just steal everyone else's water and you take it, they're going to die. And then you're going to have 12 corpses. Yes. You, it's hard enough living in a storage container with no Yes. Way. Try living in that with 12 people. Yes. Well, I See mean, how much better life gets Well, for you. you bring up a good point. So it's, it's, it's literally a self-storage unit that, that, that mm. this is being filmed in. With, and if, if you've never been to a self-storage unit, it is very claustrophobic. And most of the hallways are little, and they give you these carts to move all your shit in and out. And, you know, if you take the wrong turn, you bang into a door, you're making a clatter, and it's bloody awful because everything's metal. So you sound like you're in a garbage can or an oil drum, and you're just hitting it with a hammer. That's what it sounds like when you yeah. go through these things. And so they have all of this, and like you said, they're feeding them. These guys are watching them from the control room. We don't know why. We don't know what the point is. And then, here's my question. Where's the bathroom? Because they showed like everybody had like little sleeping quarters. Uh-huh. The rest of the doors were closed because I guess the paying customers didn't want the production company to go into those because they <laughs> literally you could literally see the padlocks on the doors. <laughs> so I guess the ones that were free they, they made into the quote unquote like dormitories. Where's the bathroom? Uh, you know what? I don't know, and it's a good point you make because it's something that comes up in every TV show. It does. I always come back to this when I think about any show long enough. Yes. Where, when, when do they go for the bathroom? Famously for me, yeah, twenty four. Oh my god! I was gonna. We must have had this conversation. <laughs> no, in the past, we never did. Because that was exactly the same thing I was about to say. If you had been silent for like four seconds more. I would have said it. That's what I was thinking. I, I never watched 24. I never watched it, but my dad loved it. And I kept going back to it because all I knew was the premise. And yes. I'd seen clips. Yes. I'm like, this guy's always in a rush to go somewhere. Yes. The time is of the essence. Yes. Every second of every minute is yes. accounted for in the show. It's the point of the show. Yeah. Where is he going to the bathroom? <laughs> no, At which point in which episode is he going to the bathroom? There's, there's 24 episodes, and not once does he go. Not only does this not go... Now, once does he grab a sandwich? It's ridiculous. It's like he's fighting terrorists all day know. long. You need a candy bar, at least, for God's sake. Somebody know. give him a Snickers. You know, something. To do. I mean, I can see his thinking, though. Like, he's Secret Service. He's got to save the world. The second you do that is when something's going to happen. Yes. I'm not saying, you know, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but like JFK, who knows? Maybe there was a dude 
you know, maybe someone was at the toilet. I'm going to say every assassination that ever happened, there was a secret serviceman on the can the second it happened. And <laughs> that would not surprise like, me. Ugh. One iota. It's like, oh, I had that burrito. We're in Dallas. <laughs> oh, no. No. Why did I have Tex-Mex? No. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but yes, 24. When did he go to the bathroom? Not once. Yeah. Not for you. I mean, because you know, it's like, because you always like, uh, like the marathon, uh, that uh, marathon, well, yeah, marathoners or, or like Ironman triathlon and all of that, you know, and they famously just like piss and crap and they train themselves to piss and crap as yeah. they're running. Yeah. Which I'm just like, ew, because now it's in my shoe and that's all I can think about for the next freaking 25 miles that I just crapped in my shoe. That's all I can think about literally. Yeah. Oh, oh Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's almost like, but in that situation, again, it's like, right, so you lay out to me a thing where, like, someone says to you, okay, sure, so there's this situation where there's going to be shit, your own shit, so let's not go, so let's start, there's going to be shit all up in your shoe, and your clothes, and in all your stuff, and on your legs, or whatever, and that's going to be there, extra, let's put one extra, it's your own shit, that's the other extra. And then if someone said to me, what's something that could make that worse? A lot, a lot worse, very quickly. What's something you could add? And it's actually the main important thing. I don't know. Uh, an incredibly long run. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's it. That would make it the worst. <laughs> that would be the worst thing. It's like someone's combined all of the things that I would not like to happen. Yes, exactly right. And stuck them in. Exactly right. And so you better hope you don't win, because then you're gonna have to talk to someone at the other end. And then, what happens then when the person at the finish line has to do an interview with the person who won? And well, just to be like, like, yeah. Well, you know what they do? That's why they hand out the cups of waters. I'm sure if we actually had a camera, these guys would be just like flushing them down, because you know they try to pretend like that old legend why Ozzy Osbourne always dumps a thing of water on himself in the concert because he pissed himself. And he doesn't want anybody to know that he pissed himself. Oh, I didn't, I didn't you didn't know that? that? Yeah, no. that's like this urban legend that goes around that Ozzy has no, you know, bladder control because of years of drug use and whatever. And so in the concert, whenever he pisses himself, he makes sure he grabs a bucket of water on stage and tosses it on himself. That's a good. It's good. It's good. That's good thinking. It's 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 a logical progression, and I mean, if it is, you know, kudos to Ozzy for figuring this out. I mean, yeah. oh, it's kind of hot. Oh, I gotta take a piss, but I'm in the middle of. You know, night train. Okay, let me just you know dump a bucket of water on myself. I'm surprised he hasn't died of like electricity <laughs> just being electrocuted. That's, you're asking for trouble. <laughs> so, so back to our gorgeous Brazilians in a storage unit. Yeah. So all of a sudden, the guy in the beginning who was pissed off at everybody uh-huh. somehow becomes the leader of his own like pack, uh-huh. and they pull like bars out of their bunk beds. And they're basically running around enforcing something. And then what we realize is that they're getting everybody to give up the water that they're hiding. The water rations. Yeah. And they're just like bullying everybody into it. Which was upsetting you terribly. Oh, that upset me. That's why I said that. I'm not like, oh. That's the one thing in life that gets me like hot to the point of like, that I could really get angry. I'm generally, I'm a very, I'm an easygoing guy. I mean, I have a lot of uh, resentments and things that I can bitch about all day long in a very sure. British way like after the fact I will go oh I didn't like that at all but the, <laughs> what, what, the only thing that would make me in the moment see red or even um, be violent or lash out is any kind of bullying or anyone looking down on anyone or someone yes. being pushed around uh. in any way 
And the reason is, is because I know it's so powerless and stupid to start off with. And that if, if someone, the, the whole idea of the fact that it only exists because no one, that, you know, it's like this catch 22 of like, the point of it is to push someone around, but the very fact that if they didn't let themselves be pushed around, the whole thing wouldn't happen in the right. first place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is also why I've never been in a fight, like a real physical fight properly. I've never, no one's ever hit me, no one's ever yeah, taken yeah. me out because the only times I get in those situations <clears throat> is when that happens. So therefore, I get angry and I put a stop to it and guess what happens? Nothing happens. Nothing happens, yeah. Because that's the whole reason behind it because I only ever do something when that happens and then the very people that would instigate that kind of a bullying, pushing around thing are the people that then back down and go, oh, no, no, no. I, I wish I had the courage like you, but if anybody saw my face, you can see why that's not true. <laughs> because I have messed up many a fist with my face yeah. back in the day. <laughs> but, um, <clears throat> but, so back to the guy and his posse now going around with metal pipes that they pulled out of their beds. Yeah. Bullying everybody to give up their rations. Why, I don't know, because nothing seemed like an emergency. Eventually, as, as, as it went on, they were all a little bit sweatier. Yeah. And, of course, the thing that bothers me as someone that... Uh, not necessarily, like, pedantic and, like, crazy neat-nicky, but I like clean and neat. So then the fact that everybody's sweating and everybody's up literally, like, in make-out position, how close they are talking to each other. And I'm like, okay... Mm -hmm. I didn't see the toilet and I didn't see the shower. You guys are all pretty funky at this point. Would you really get that close into everybody's face to talk? Uh, yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I think you would. I mean, I, I think we all know people that do do that. I know I have one. There's one person I'm thinking of specifically that, I mean, I can't name them. Not Even if I could name them, no one would. It wouldn't mean anything. There's no way they'd ever listen to this. I don't think. Maybe they would. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Uh, it, it's not sketchy <coughs> Joe, is it? It's not sketchy Joe. No. Okay, okay. But there's someone I that I know of, <laughs> and that certainly my wife would know if she listens to this. Okay. And I just need to know that there's this person who that we both know is uh, a thing that I've noted that it's a personal space thing, and they get up in your face and you talk to them, and whenever you're <coughs> in the room with them, or there's a thing, a situation. Um, so like Seinfeld, Judge Reinhold. Uh, oh, I never watched Seinfeld. Oh, I've well, seen bits and pieces. Uh, okay, well, well, things. there's an episode where Judge Reinhold is is plays Elaine's boyfriend, uh -huh. and he's a close-up talker. Uh, and of course, because Judge Reinhold, the person, is really <laughs> tall, yeah. he would get up and every and like literally like sit like right above their noses and talk to them. And of course, it was funny because, I mean, I've encountered people like that that really get up in your face and you're just like, whoa. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. So that I. I understand. So that one, again, that would really, I mean, I don't know if this is a Brazilian thing, but like a lot of these, a lot of these shows of these situations, I would love to see in very, especially, I, I, I'm British, so I would come back to it, but there's so many idiosyncrasies with British people yes. that like, just, it doesn't work. Yes. You put it in a, in a like a sci-fi drama well, or something, it's like, no. Nah. Well, what, what, when I came to the States, or I should say when I was in high school, so I was still relatively fresh in the States, and I had a high school teacher, uh, uh, um, who was talking about uh, basically the difference in cultures and how the he like obvious from the obvious physical differences how he could always tell like what part of the world the kids came from and he would always talk about like if the kids were Korean or Japanese or Chinese they would always talk to him you know and this is like immigrant children you know that 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 don't English as a second language that kind yeah. of thing 
And so they would talk to her, and they would constantly have their heads down when they would talk to him. And he was like, get, would get all self-conscious, like, is my breath bad? I don't know what's going on here. And then, like, the European, especially the Eastern European kids, they would be all up in his face with, like, complete eye contact, because uh -huh. that's the cultural thing. If you're talking to somebody to be respectful, you make eye contact all the time. It's like you zero in laser, and he was like... You know, almost like, you know, he said he almost want to stiff arm the kids, like, get away from me, what are you doing? And so, yeah, yeah. Mm. One of those things. Yeah, that's the, yeah, that's like the opposite of English. English is like, very it's very always constantly looking for a reason to not look at somebody's eyes. Very reserved. Oh, is that the time? Very reserved, darling. Oh, oh, I think, uh, 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 oh, I, I is that the postman over there? Is there no. a spotter to you over there? Uh, I think the queen is being the queen. Oh, the queen. Dear, look at my lovely. shoe here. Oh dear, oh lovely. Yeah, any reason to be... Lovely, lovely, yes. Oh. <laughs> I'm also very aware that the, the, the longer the period is since I've moved to the States, uh -huh. the more I animate and cartoon and exaggerate <laughs> Britain. <laughs> I mean, I, I assure you, listeners, living in Britain is exactly like living anywhere in America. It's just a place where white Western people mostly are. Yes. And we... <laughs> It's very similar. But all those stereotypes that you think of as British, you, when you come here, you realise that they are founded in true. Yes. Definitely. But I, but in a way of, like, I guess, kind of like a loving memory to make it yes. almost the more fantastical. Yes. Like, I really do live them up because I'm like, oh, yes, this is, I did grow up in a castle. <laughs> and my father did wear a, a bowler hat to work. And, Indeed. And, 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 yes. and he took me to school every morning on the penny farthing. Yes, he? and if a bobby caught you in the street without your umbrella under your arm, you would get a stern telling off. <laughs> and that is what would happen. Yeah. <laughs> like the old Robin Williams joke. The difference between American police and British police. This was like, this was a gala back in the 80s for. Was it, I guess, it was either for the Queen, it was like one of the, you know, jubilees for the Queen, or, or, or the fact that, like, Charles had, like, married Diana at the time or something, and Robin Williams was up there doing a whole, like, shtick, and he was saying, like, the difference between American police and British police, and he says, American police, <laughs> stop or I shoot, British police, stop, well, say stop again. <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't heard that. That's funny. <laughs> no, that was the one. <laughs> uh, he had everybody, of course, cracking up because it's Robin Williams, you know, yeah. it's crazy. <laughs> That's true. That is but, <laughs> but have you ever seen his, like, uh, I forget what TV show was, again, in the UK, and he's talking about how, like, the Scots came up with golf. Did you ever see that no. one on YouTube? And he talks about it. He says, he says, oh, yeah, they're all a bunch of shepherds. Listen, laddie. I know we can play a game. What's the game? Okay, we have a stick, but it's not a real stick because the top of it is broken. And then what we'll do is swing it at a ball and send it over to a hole. Where's the hole? Right there? No, it's way on the other end of the island. You do it over there and then you try to get it in the hole with as few hits as possible. Oh, is that the game? No, we're doing it 18 times more. <laughs> As, well, it wasn't quite that, and I'm sure everybody's going to yell at me for doing a terrible yeah. Robin Williams impersonation, but it was very funny, nonetheless. Yeah, uh, hey, I, uh, the only thing that could have made that better is if Michael Caine would have been <laughs> the uh, person in question. Hello. Oh, uh, well, yeah, uh, there he is. 
I, I don't know if, again, listeners, I don't know if you've heard any other podcasts, but every now and again, Michael Kane comes in the room. Michael Kane. He's a, yeah, he's a guest uh, for the podcast every now and again, and it takes me by surprise every time, because I'm a big Michael Kane fan, and I get very starstruck. Because it's, you, 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 I could close my eyes, I wouldn't even need to see him, and this I is, just hear true. him, and I'd be like, oh... Billy Connolly in particular. And Billy Connolly's another one. Billy yeah. Connolly, yeah, yeah, shows up often. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. He does appear, which is very odd because uh, Billy Connolly. What he does is he comes to the podcast. He sits in the corner on a stool, and he only ever pipes in when anything about Scotland or Scottish people comes in. And then he why pipes else in would he? Pop and he up? says his name. <laughs> he like, says his name. Why? And he says, "Oh, why? Yes, Billy." He says, "Oh, why?" Um, and that's all he has to offer. You think he'd offer more because he's a great comedian. He's a very intelligent man, but that's all he has to offer. <laughs> Only time he feels like he has anything to bring. You know what it is? I think he's uh, very sated with all the good food and drink that he has. And that's ah. why he doesn't come up with anything clever. That, that makes And that we chain him to the radiator. And we chain him to the radiator, yes, <laughs> in the corner. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> no. No, no, Billy. No, Billy. Okay. No. Yeah. Yes. So... <laughs> But, um, okay, so where were we with... Oh, yes. So the guy in the green shirt, who actually, oddly enough, kind of looks like a young James T. Kirk, like William Shatner back from the old Star Trek, with that greenish outfit shirt that he used to wear. Yes. That was like the V-neck, almost like he was trying to show off his cleavage. But, uh-huh. And you could see the girdle around his belly <laughs> to hold it in kind of thing. Um, he... Um, so he's bossing everybody into it, but also, oddly enough, before that, they open up some door, they get some door open, and the guy in the blue shirt goes out to see what's at the end of the hallway, mm-hmm. and it's a dark hallway. Remember, you got pissed off that he's like knocking on, I was like, what the, what's the point of knocking on the freaking wall? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, he went down and he knocked, he did a little knock on the door, like, uh, it, well, I mean, obviously it wasn't a door, I mean, I don't know what it was, it was some shutter, but he, the, the first thing he did, he went into this little hole that he was investigating. The first thing he did is he knocked on it like, hello, I'm here to discuss your uh, gas bill. Yes. It's, it's ridiculous. It's, yes. It's such a stupid thing. So that started evolving. And then the girl who talked everybody into rationing their stuff and the guy in the wheelchair decided to barricade themselves away from Captain Kirk and his posse of like pipe wheeling guys. And then there was Cleopatra Jones who came out. Yeah. And she found the, this binary girl passed out on the floor, took her shoes, and went up a food chute. Mm. Yes. And the people in the control room saw that, and then the old guy, who's obviously the, the ringleader villain, uh-huh. met her at the top of the like chute, which yeah. she was quietly climbing. Which, anybody who's watched Mythbusters knows that that's just a sheer impossibility, because thin sheet metal like that pops and closes because it's not stiff at all. And it makes a bloody racket. Yeah. But she made it to the top by stealing Binary Girl's shoes and putting them on her hands so she wouldn't cut her hands. Yeah, I didn't get... Uh, yeah, I didn't really understand that. That was a bit confusing. And then, like, bad guys waiting for her at the top of the shoot. Yeah. And then they go back to, to Blue Shirt Guy going to the girl and her posse who are barricaded. Uh-huh. And he tells her some kind of serious secret. Because yep. they weren't going to let him in. And he tells her something, and it's like a muted sound. It's just his lips moving. Uh-huh. And then they let him in. Or she lets him in. Yep. And then Captain Kirk and his posse show up with the really horrible miming of trying to break down a barrier with the sticks. 
Yeah. Which just looked sad. Yeah, that was, that, that was very strange. I don't know why there was a lady in there. Already the barricade, when they put it up, I, I was... It was rickety. <laughs> I really like... The, you're getting whatever... You, you've basically taken everything... They've, they've taken everything that provided them any sort of individual comfort in, yes. the, in, in this self-storage unit yes. and stuck it up against a you know a hallway yes. like a barricade yes. that's going to last like five minutes but five minutes most, most before someone breaks it down and and like the, and the amount of time it would take in the real world for them to actually construct what they did chances are it's like the people that you're trying to keep out are going to come halfway through your building it and be like what are you doing over there? Yeah. Nothing? <laughs> yeah, are you building a barricade so we won't come over there in, in a bit? No, 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 not at all. No, just put it Nothing to see. Here. Move along, move along. Okay. Nothing to see here. Okay, then, because we're very busy doing the other things that you do when you're stuck in a self-storage facility in a very small area and there's only 20 of us. We're doing the other stuff on the other side and we haven't noticed you've been doing this for the past hour. Well... The puzzling thing to me was, so this girl comes out, and I, I called her Cleopatra Jones. She's uh, obviously of African descent girl. Yeah. Like, she had a fairly big fro going on, and she's very, very uh, action star I kind of I you for saying African descent as opposed to African American, which is another, I've just, it just came to me. That's another peeve I have of the, like... Of the amount of times I hear someone being referred to as African American when they're not fucking American, ah, that pisses me off. Yes. I'm just putting that out there because no. I know there's plenty of there's a Afro Caribbean. There's some that's true. Although technically Afro Caribbean is Afro American. Yes, that's true. Technically, that is that's technically true because it's on the American continent or part of the American yep. continent. That's yeah. So that's fair. But I will say of African descent because. Which is interesting, and that's an interesting point, because we have, in England, and the only reason I bring that up is because we have a lot of, I mean, in England, I'm going to say we have the best of everything. Um, well, of course you do. But I would say we have... Especially some, wine. Well, of course. But we have some very... Uh, <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> there, we have some, we have good gin. That's yes. all you need. Yes. Mother's Ruin. That's all <laughs> you need. This is true. Um, the, Where's Hendrix made? Uh, is it Scotland? Scottish. It's Sc- oh, hi! Of course it yeah. is! Because I, Billy Connolly, yep. love Scotland. Yeah. Uh, Thank you, Billy. As you say, we have, there are some, there are a lot of uh, celebrity, a lot of famous, um, a lot of famous black actors. Right. Are English. Yes. That I hear being referred to as African-American. And it gets my goat. No, more right. Off. No. We yes. have, a, a, we have some of the best actors in general anyway. Um, okay, have, as long as you don't have a chip I'm, on your hey, shoulder. Over. I'm just saying. So <laughs> if we go for the, uh, I guess, Afro-Anglo actors. We have Idris Elba, a very okay. good actor. Yeah. Um, Chiwetel Ejiofor, yeah, great actor. Won an Oscar. Ten years at Slade. Yes. Um, twelve years, by the way. Twelve years. Oh shit. <laughs> sorry. Oh, sorry. A, little, a little bit of British whitewashing going on right there. <laughs> well, it was really tense. It was really tense. <laughs> I mean, two of those years. Well, if anything, they were just like a tough, just a tough job. The, those two years were just tough love. It wasn't really anything else. Yeah. Well, we don't count those two. Yeah. Uh, we don't count those two. Uh, um, who else? Oh, who else am I thinking of? Um, uh, the, oh, what's her name? The last who was the female in Twelve Years a Slave. Who is in like Star Wars? Who's now in Star Wars as well? Um, she's like the new Yoda, so she don't actually see her. She's just a voice. Um, oh, oh, oh! Uh, the new Money Penny you're talking about? 
Yeah, no, that's someone different. Yes or no? Um, no, that's a different person. Oh, okay. I, I'm not sure oh, you're referring I'm confused to. now. Oh, you're not talking about uh, Lupita Nyong'o? Yes, Lu- Lupita Nyong'o. Oh, okay, okay. There we go. British. Uh, and also, I forgot his name, the gentleman he played, he played Martin Luther King in Selma. Oh, 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 yes, yes, yes. I, He's in I'm in terrible with names, so I don't remember, but yes, I know. Again, British. Yes, uh, yes. We, we have some great actors. But the point is, these people very often get called African-American. Yes. And I'm like, keep your shit out of there. <laughs> Especially when it comes to the Oscars. Oh, and they're like, oh, Oscars so white. Oscars, but look at this actor. They're like, oh, fuck you, they're British. <laughs> so how about just be like, yeah, 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 they're in there because... They're fucking British and they're good actors. <laughs> Never mind the fact that oh yes, we're letting these black people have a chance. Like oh, you're letting the British people have a chance because British people always win Oscars because well, they're good actors. Well, you know why? Because you know when they put together movies like Eight Years a Slave and fucking here talking over Forty Years a Slave. Yes. So here's the confusing part. So the girl, let's call her Cleopatra Jones because I don't remember. Oh, binary girl we found her, her name was Agatha. Agatha, yes. Agatha. That's, that's about the only name we heard. Right? Which, which now I've realized is, because I, I mentioned Philip K. Dick as someone, uh, a sci-fi author who's uh, inspired so many films, um, sci-fi films. But he... Did you hear that, people? Philip K. Dick. Philip K. Dick. Okay. Um, and very uh, Minority Report. Minority ah, Report, yes. Philip K. Dick story. Yes. Agatha is one of the main characters in that. She oh. is the. Have you seen Minority Report? No, because it was Tom Cruise. And, oh, yeah. very good. You should. It's the way of Steven Spielberg. Yeah, it's, 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 that doesn't matter. Oh, it's yeah. excellent. Really? Yeah, you know, uh, uh, Indiana the Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull is okay. also Steven Spielberg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> it's one of the best Tom Cruise films, if not the best. It's excellent. Great story. Super film, you should watch it. Okay. I love my nervous support, it's a great film. Um, okay. But one of the main characters in that is called Agatha. Okay. And she is a savant style character. Well, is she, well, I've seen bits and pieces of it when they show it on TV. Is she like one of the girls in the pool? Yes. Like the psychics? Yeah. Okay. She's like a savant that sees things other people. Yeah, 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 yeah. And she's very easily affected, almost in like an autistic way, right. by everyday kind of like normalities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That like confuse her and out of her very she goes oh so I've now put that together and I'm like that's very much like this character we're talking about okay yes so yes that's right because she she was for for all intents and purposes Agatha was tapping into the matrix that's the only reason I can explain why she passed out yeah and then and then our heroine Cleopatra Jones steals her shoes and at first I was like oh this is like you know Rikers Island you snooze you lose your shoes are gone uh-huh. but Instead, she puts the shoes on her hands and starts to climb up the shaft, the food shaft. Mm. And the guys in the control rooms get a warning. And yeah. main evil guy says, and I quote, Opa. Opa. And, and then goes, and then she pops open the lid at the top of the chute. Yeah. And he's staring there looking at her. So, of course, then they cut back to Captain Kirk and his posse trying to Beat the hell out of everybody. And I was expecting her to be like dead or something, but he pulled her out. Yeah. And is explaining everything calmly to her. Which was odd. Because she was obviously a prisoner. But she figured out, why don't I climb up this food chute and nobody else did? Yeah. 
So that was kind of odd. It's impressive she managed to climb up the tree. Very impressive. Again, like you see the episode of Mythbusters, the fact that she did it quietly is more than impressive. But just um, the fact that she did it, I'm just thinking about the logistics of. Well, first of all, the fact that she was able to grab onto anything with shoes on her hands is, <laughs> is more than impressive. Yeah. Because she literally had shoes on her hands. Yeah. Literally. I, I like the thinking. It's like, well, I need to go up this vertical thing. I need extra grip. What's going to help me? Shoes. Shoes help with grip. <laughs> shoes. Next time you need to pick up a particularly a potato. Uh, slippery a potato item. Or your child. Stick a pair of shoes. Stick a shoes in your hand. See how much easier it gets. Yes. Yeah. And they weren't even like hiking shoes. They were like espadrilles. Mm. Yeah. With I, a completely flat bottom. I'd hasten to add that almost like Mother Nature almost designed a very grip gripping uh, apparatus. Yes. And stuck them on the end of your arms yes. and called them hands. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes, oddly enough. So, although if anything, she wanted more grip, she should have wet her hands. Because I only recently realised, I recently found out that the reason our fingers wrinkle and prune mm -hmm. when you're in the bath and when you're wet is for grip. Yes, absolutely. I didn't know that. Isn't that something? Very weird, because also I don't think it really works. It does. It does? Absolutely. I've never thought of it. I've never tried it. But you I know why it does? Do you know why it does? If you look at a microscopic uh, blow-up of a gecko's feet, uh -huh. it's just, it's not a solid surface at all. It's just like skin is folded, almost like, I don't know how much science education you had in your upbringing or whatever, but like the micro... Oh, I had enough. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I had enough. I know there's a sun and there's a moon, but that's all I need. There's a ties, right? All right, there you go. Thank you, Mr. King. Um... <laughs> Um, microvilli in the intestine. Okay. Have you have you ever seen a diagram of it? Yes. Right. So, and the reason why microvilli work for food absorption and why they work that way is because the surface area is greatly increased, right? Uh -huh. So instead of it being ten inches oh, this yeah, they way, say you can because spread out like an intestine. If you spread out a small intestine, it would be like the length of a ridiculous. Right. Well. Well. Anyway, so it increases the the surface area. Yeah. And that's why it absorbs everything. Same thing why geckos can climb on ceilings. Instead of it just being this flat area, it's this, there's all these air pockets. So when you grip on, it almost, it creates a suction. Yeah. And that's why they're able to walk. So, and so the same way when your fingers wrinkle underwater uh -huh. to grab rocks to pull yourself up with, now you have an increased surface area. This is a great origin story. And I hope you're listening, Marvel Disney. <laughs> So for the next Spider-Man Homecoming, which is coming out soon, which I'm yes. very excited about. Yes, I am too. Uh, again, I, British actor. Again, British, of course. British, of course. British. And not only that, he was a gymnast. I actually like that very much. He, he done that well? He was a high school gymnast. Oh, he was? Yes. Oh, and they showed him in rehearsals, actually, on the... Um, they're not exactly uh, trampolines, but it's, it's, it's almost like... It's almost like... Well, I suppose there is some kind of a trampoline where you run and you do all your tumbles on him. And they showed him, and he's like a pummel horse. Not a pummel horse. No, no, no. It's it's basically a long track, and it's like a trampoline, but it's not like a trampoline where in the middle you're just jumping. It's like a springy track. Oh. I see. And so it allows them to bounce easier. And they show him, and he runs, and he goes into a forward flip and jump, and then he jumps and does a uh, couple of somersaults, lands, jumps back up. You know, he was a high school oh. gymnast, so it was very. I was very pleased with that because I like when they hire people who can do things, not like in 
Iron Fist. Thank you very much, Marvel. Would that... Okay, I, I understand... Did you see any of it? I didn't. I've heard it's terrible there. Awful. Awful. I've heard it's terrible. Awful. Everyone keeps saying it's terrible. It is. Which is a shame, but... It is a shame. I've not watched any of the TV shows. Daredevil is very good. Yes. Jessica Jones is superb. Oh, it is? Superb. How's Flash? Have you watched Flash? The TV show? Yeah. I enjoy Flash. Yeah? I enjoy Flash. Uh, I actually have it on my DVR. And... It's a little bit cartoonish at first, like a lot of like TV uh, 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 superhero stuff was, but a lot of the writing is very like emotional stuff because it's all about Barry Allen dealing with his mother's death. Oh, okay. So it's it's a lot of it is very touching, and I actually enjoyed it. And yeah. maybe it's just because I'm sloppy and old or whatever, but I enjoyed the Flash. But um, Daredevil, yeah, great. I tried watching Arrow, couldn't watch it. I got 10 minutes into our and went, this is fucking ridiculous. Arrow... It's like a soap opera. Uh, yeah, well, the first they, 10 minutes was the They all are. Arrow is particularly hard. I actually followed Arrow for a couple of seasons, and then I just couldn't anymore. They like acting for whatever reason. And they crisscross the shows all the time. Yeah. The acting on Arrow is just not that good. Uh-huh. And not necessarily... Uh, uh, I forget the actor's name. Not necessarily the guy who's Arrow. Yeah. But like the supporting cast. Stephen Amell. Stephen Amell. He's not actually bad. Yeah. And, he, and I mean, kudos to him because all that stuff they show him, he does like like the salmon ladder from the uh, Ninja Warrior stuff. And it's like, the dude is ripped and he's athletic and it's, it's just genuine and, and there's no way it's not. Yeah. But the support, and like the girl who plays his uh, 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 sister, she's terrible. Mm-hmm. The guy who ended up being speedy, he's really not good. They brought, um, what's his face, Torchwood, um, um, uh, John Barrowman. John Barrowman brought him, and he's good. But you know, the guy who plays his bodyguard is pretty good. But it's it. I've lost interest in it, quite frankly. Yeah. But as for, as for the Netflix ones, Daredevil one, good, very good, great origin story. Agents of Shield, Holmes, yeah, that was like the original. Agents of Shield is pretty good. I enjoy. I still enjoy Agents <coughs> of Shield. They are getting a little bit schlocky, but but I'm still enjoying well, it. I feel like the problem with that is it, the thing that they were sticking with. The whole point of this is like, ah, you know, we're Let's really, explain away the Avengers. We're explaining the Avengers, like yeah, yeah. And yeah. people that watched it were like, oh, we're getting a head start on the Avengers movies. Yeah, or well, at, we at least that's what happened. At least that's how they're trying to to, to market it. Yes. Yeah. Um, Daredevil, very good. Jessica Jones, superb with David Tennant in it. He's the Purple Man. And he is fabulous as the Purple Man. He's, he's good in most he, he Yes, he's, he's just a fabulous actor. Because he's British. Well, oh, no, he's actually Scottish. Uh, well, I said British. Well, That's English. Uh, well, you American, which well, don't understand the difference. We're, we're about to have a. We're about, we're about to have a Skexit, aren't we? Because uh, we're going to vote it away uh, because of your Brexit. We're going to vote away from Britain and we're going to be Scotland. Uh, but, Bastards. Oh my god. Billy. Someone put a burger in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> no one asked you, Billy. No one asked you. Thank you, Billy, for the. You're input. British for now. <laughs> Thank you, Billy, for the input. It doesn't matter, British or not, you're tied to radiator. You, know, you don't get a vote. Mary, Queen of Scots, <laughs> has always been my favourite king or queen, mm. as the case may be. But uh, no, yeah, Jessica Jones, superb. Uh, Daredevil season two. It's probably second place, I think. Okay. Jessica Jones won Daredevil season two because of the Punisher. 
Oh, his games have John Bernthal was fantastic. Oh yeah, best at, Punisher by far. Better than uh, better than Dolph Lundgren, barely. Oh, I was barely. Thinking him. I was thinking uh, what's his name? <laughs> uh, Tom Jane, Thomas Jane. Yeah, I like the, Thomas Jane. I I I didn't see that. Thomas Jane. He didn't see that. I didn't That's see like that the one. biggest one they did. As far as like budget, like box office. Oh, yeah. maybe yeah, but I remember the one with Dolph Lundgren. I like that because Dolph Lundgren was you know. It was kind of dark. Tom Jane was like an 18. We think that he was like our races, whatever. It was like, you know, it was violent. Yeah, oh, yeah, no, yeah, 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 it was. But it's the Punisher. It, yeah. You're not going to, no one's going to pay a ticket to see yeah, it if it's not rated off. the bad guy in it. Oh, well, who else? Yeah. Because of Scientology, why not? But, um, yeah, so Daredevil Season 2 was number two. Jessica Jones, Daredevil Season 2, Daredevil Season 1. In that, my, oh, you my said, opinion. You said Scientology, it reminded me of a podcast. Idea. I had this podcast idea. Maybe this can be part of the How Did This Get Made okay. podcast network. Okay. I, I was speaking about this recently with my wife. Is that this idea of a podcast whereby we actively seek out different religions and like almost test run them or like see what's going on. What's going on here? What's going on here? But, but the religion special. And, and we try not to be biased. Okay. We're going with like a head like, okay, what are they trying to achieve? Okay. What's their thing? Yeah. And maybe, depending on how easy it is or how uh-huh. terrified we are that we don't want to get involved in Scientology, uh-huh. we try and ingratiate ourselves with it a little bit. Try and like, you know, the equivalent of go to uh, a service or something, see what's going on there. Uh-huh. And then uh, do a podcast about it. Be like, this is what I feel this is. And then by the end, we've solved all those problems. And we like, well, this is the I, best one. I, I, I appreciate that idea. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> I appreciate that idea. But I think I would rather bleed vomit through my eyes <laughs> than actually go through it. That's, that's just, that, but that's just me. I, that that's makes, just me. That you know, I'm, I'm kind of old and set in my way. So that, that might be just me. So we're not going to be dragging you to uh, a mosque and uh, having you go well, through the... Uh... You know what? <laughs> well, no, because one, they would have to circumcise me and there's no way in hell that oh, I'm doing that. Okay. Any yeah. of that. So right, yeah. see right off the bat, so two of the major world religions are right <laughs> off the bat for me. Because like, Islam, yeah. Islam and, 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 and Judaism are, are done. Because, oh my God, savages, yeah. why would you cut off a piece of your oh, skin? Oh, don't get started with me about that, because <laughs> I, yeah, like, this is not, in England, most people are not circumcised. Right. It's a, just, because I, it's, it's natural. natural. <clears throat> because it's natural. Because it's natural. But in this weird country, this backwards country, the majority of people are, even yes. if they're not Jewish. Yes. <clears throat> because there was this period of time where doctors thought it was the uh, like, hygienic thing to do. It, they and, thought it was a hygienic thing to do. Nowadays, it's all about getting the insurance money. And I will tell you a story about that, which I did not know. So my friend, one of my best friends, is Russian Jewish. Yep. Okay. And um, this was in high school, so that this is my senior year. So I've been in the country at this point four, five years. And my friend comes up to me and says, hey, are you circumcised? And I don't know this word. So uh-huh. I said, what is that? He says, oh, when they cut off your foreskin. And I am just outraged because I'm like, what? What the hell is that? Why would anybody do that? Who is this savage? He said, oh, so you're not? I'm like, no. Not knowing anything else. So it's like, oh, okay. And he just kind of chuckles and conversation goes on about something else. 
high school boys, what it would probably be some high school girl that we were talking about because why else <laughs> would a foreskin come up in the conversation? But anyway. <laughs> so the next day, I go up to my friend Simon. I said, so I go up to him, Simon, if you're listening, you were under this problem. I, this might have been in Mrs. Oh, never mind, I don't remember her name. Anyway, so I go up to him and I say, Simon, um, are you circumcised? And he looks at me like I have two heads. Uh-huh. Obviously, as well as he should. Yeah. And he says, I'm Jewish. And I look at him and I get angry. And I said, <laughs> Simon, I didn't fucking ask you what religion you are. I asked you if you're <laughs> circumcised or not. And now he's really looking at me like I must have smoked a bong of crack. Just yeah. like before I got to school. And it wasn't until later that I, I was just like, oh, okay. So my own ignorance made me very belligerent. Yeah. That makes that hey. Which lesson to everybody, ignorance is belligerence. Yeah. That is that makes uh, uh, it's I'm I'm glad to learn this. I didn't of course it makes sense now being European. But yes. it's the same thing for me. I just very it just doesn't make sense. I don't get it. No. it for me it's so and I break it down <clears throat> and i we me and my wife have had this talk. Mm-hmm. And this is the thing we have. If we have uh, a boy if we have a boy, yeah and we have kids I will fight as hard as I can to not be circumcised. Oh, but this is but that's a cultural thing, right? Because Emily is well, she's Jewish. Yes, and I'm nothing. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm nothing. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm Catholic. Thank you very much. Yeah, I, don't say nothing. I'm, I'm nothing. <laughs> Whatever. I'm nothing. I might as well listen, be nothing. Listen, we are non-practicing Catholics. That's what yeah. I like to call it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, when shit goes down, we will confess everything really quick and everything will be forgiven. I don't know how, I don't know how Croatian works, but if it's anything like Irish, it's like, I don't need to say I'm Catholic or Christian or profess it. The very fact that I'm Irish gives you everything you need to know. Pretty much in Croatia, yes. You know how it's brought up, you know what I was told God is and what the statues and everything is, and you know how basically I don't really care. Yes. But at the same time, I have these deep-seated ideas about how things are. Yes. And it's deep. Yes. But I'm like, eh. Yes. I don't go around doing right. anything. No, 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 no. But, but yeah, so, so I understand that. She's Jewish, whatever. And I'm fine with the regular kids Jewish. Because like I said, I don't care. I'm not, I honestly don't care. Right. Person to person, I don't care what religion you are, I don't care what you raise. If someone has a preference, and like, well, I want this kid to be this, fine. Do that. Good, yeah. As long as it's not Scientology or, you know, Mormons. As long care. as it's not something that will damage them. Yeah. Yes. As long as it is a religion that is comfortable in itself enough yes. that when they reach a certain age and they stop giving a shit, the religion isn't going to treat them badly. Or, or try to kill them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. fine, do what you want. Right. We don't care. Right. Um, but yeah, so, and I'm fine with that, but she, of course, there's a, well, you can't be Jewish if you're not circumcised. Well, why? Who said so? Basically, who fucking cares what you do with your dick? Right. Like, I don't care. I don't care. What you say, you can't be Jewish and, and have a foreskin? That's bullshit. Yes. That's completely fucking crap. Well, here's, here's the I, thing. I understand the old... And, and here's the thing from just an, a scientific and anthropological point of view. Uh-huh. For me, for all of these things. Yes. Be reasonable, right? Uh-huh. The reason why taking off the foreskin was done back in the day... One, they're like, oh, to stop guys from masturbating. Really? Did that stop guys from masturbating? I don't <laughs> think so. Just go yeah. to the Midwest and turn on the freaking Playboy channel and see how everybody stops masturbating. <laughs> it doesn't happen. Uh, two, um, 
it was most likely done because of one that these are cultures that were desert cultures uh -huh. lots of sand not a whole lot of water you can't really wash yourself a lot uh -huh. and here's a flap of skin that's covering up and you can get infections and fungal infections and all these things which will pretty much kill you basically from the dick up okay <laughs> So, so, I mean, right. So, some, somebody came I along. Love it, I love it. I love it. I already see a sketch in my head. In the desert, 2,000 years ago, man, Lawrence of Arabia style, Peter O'Toole with his turban, and just this guy with a fever, running a fever, just like, Aah! and you, you, you enter the scene, you assume it's been shot or something's happened. It's like, Aah! and then they're like, oh, he's dying. He's dying the most terrible death. And then the first thing the doctor says is, Get his penis out. Let me see his penis. <laughs> he's Pull dying. down the pants. He's dying from the dick up. Yes, he's dying from the dick up. Yes, yes. Rotten penis again. Another one. Put again. him with the rest. <laughs> Put him with the rest. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, so somebody figured out like, oh, if we cut these away, it's not going to kill the kid, but he'll be. He won't get this infection. Much like well, the whole the first kid, they didn't know. To no. be fair, yes. the first to, kid to be, was a guess. Right. To be fair, the first kid was but probably you know Abraham's what? kid because he already didn't really give too no, much shit about it. She was like, well, this we went true. this far. <laughs> exactly. But, I mean, and, and so all the other things as well. Don't mix milk with meat. Well, yeah, because it's freaking 90 degrees out, like in <laughs> April. So, of course, you're not going to... Because all the meat's going to go bad. Yeah. Don't eat pork because you'll die. Yeah, because you haven't yeah. cooked it. I mean, all of these things were done because some guy said, I'm the priest. I got to save these stupid motherfuckers before they all die in front of me. Uh -huh. Let me make up some rules. Yeah. Am I being blasphemous by saying some guy came up with this? Maybe. Maybe God came down and wrote it on stone tablets. I don't know. I wasn't there. But if you think about it logically, somebody who is smart would to get people. How do you get people to follow you? Yeah. You invoke a higher power. The, all I'm saying, you, you said that now about God come down and stone tablets or whatever else. The only two tenets that I'm aware of, and I'm not aware of very many tenets of religion as far as I've got across the board. Obviously Moses yeah. on the mount, yeah. which is obviously Judaism and Christianity yeah. follow that. The Ten Commandments. And then Mormons, which are also Christianity, but take it an extra step. Joseph Smith. He had tablets. Very similar situation. Right. In both of these situations, they're the few things I can think of where God has directly dictated some like laws. Right. He's laid down the fucking thing. He's like, right, this is the right. thing yeah. now. Yeah. We put them on tablets, so you know it's real. Yeah. Because yeah. when I say something, you put it on tablets. That's the thing. And I don't mean an iPad. Although nowadays, I was going to say be, that would that be. would be the thing now. Yeah. 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 But so that would be you know, he lays it down it's very convenient in both of these situations the dude is in about as far away isolated place as possible exactly I mean come on you're at the top of a mountain like a, Joseph like, was in the middle of the woods he was dug on the ground or whatever like I said it's all of these things are done because of the situations at the time do you think anybody would be kosher if they had refrigerators 5,000 years ago uh, yeah no, no. Of course they no would. why would they otherwise they definitely died from circumcision now I think about it of course they did. Yes. All the time. Yeah. If you let, how many kids died of being circumcised versus how many kids died from a directly not being circumcised, yeah. it's definitely way more than being circumcised. Sure. But you know what? It becomes, it becomes tradition because some people survive, other people's don't. And of course, what do they always say in situations like this? Oh, he believed and that's why he survived. Yeah. So. <laughs> 
Well, anyway, to summarize, now after we've gotten off the deep end with religion, hopefully nobody was offended by any of this. Oh, I don't care. Hands off my dick. Hands <laughs> off my opinions. That's it. My foreskin, my opinions. My foreskin, my rules, baby. <laughs> that's how these things work. That's, that's the new modicum for if anyone has anything to say against me in the argument, I'm like, sorry, do you have foreskin? <laughs> no? No? Then that's it. Sorry. I'm more man than you'll ever be. Okay, <laughs> so next political party, this is your slogan. <laughs> My foreskin, my rules. <laughs> just so we, just so we're clear on that. Unfortunately, we're gonna lose a big demographic because a lot of Jewish guys aren't gonna be able to join our party. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. You know, whatever. Or Muslim guys, for that matter. Yeah. <sighs> so that's the all the people we've uh, we got. We have all sorts of. This week we got uh, like the French, Portuguese, uh, Scottish, yeah. probably African Americans or African fucking Swiss or whatever the hell we decided to come up with, and and now people who have been who have had their genitals mutilated. Yes. People yeah. who are pro genital mutilation. Yeah, absolutely. No, no, well, you know, that's. Hey, folks, you're going to run with the big dogs. You better learn how to pee in the tall grass. That's all I'm going to say. I feel like when you when you pared down our fan base to the people we haven't alienated, <laughs> I think it's big white dudes with swastikas in their arms. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck those Nazis. Yeah. <laughs> I love that show. Man, it's just like America. What is going on here? <laughs> I can hear what they're really saying. <laughs> <laughs> what they're really saying is that one episode where they went up and back the fucking Jews. Oh my god, I can't believe that. <laughs> you don't even need to read that much into it. There was an episode where they went up against the Jews, and then they went up against the Arabs, and then they went up and talked about black people. It's like, oh my god. <laughs> oh Jesus. Okay. We might have to erase this entire show because we're awful human beings. <coughs> yeah. But okay. So to summarize, so what's our conclusion about the three percent chapter four, the gateway? What do we think? What's going on here? I just you know it's another one of these Hunger Games like mystery obviously because they're giving them food and they're beating each other up. Yeah. Yeah. Trying to uh, do that. Um, and, and this is what I'm going to say about this. Uh-huh. If this is what the future is going to be like, and they're going to take a bunch of like hot, sexy, young people and stick them in a freaking containment center and just let them fight for food, I'm all for that. Because you oh, know yeah. what? The uggos. It's time for us ugly, fat people to inherit the earth. <laughs> Fuck those freaking yeah, hot bring people. Bring back the Tudor times. Exactly. <laughs> Fuck those good-looking people. Because you know what? Fuck you good-looking people. Okay. Yeah, yeah no, I agree. I'm fine. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Yeah. That's the future, fine. Yeah. Let them be in their storage units. <laughs> I don't care. Let them. Fine. <laughs> okay. So. So. What we've determined is that in the future, good-looking people are stuck in storage units and we're okay with it. <laughs> and um, the Concrete Jungle by the Elementary. This is a kick-ass beer. Oh, it's a good beer. It's a kick-ass beer. It's a nice beer. Probably from all the chortling that's been going on in this particular episode, I think it's more than a good beer. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I, I think this is actually... This, uh, this might be my favorite beer so far, actually. I'm... I'm this is very much up my street. Okay. But there's enough, you know, when you've got enough words on the like title of what it is to fill a dictionary, then that's my, my street. 
Okay. More the more like nouns the better. Okay, I'm not quite sure what all, any of that means, but I'll agree with you, sure. Just lots of nouns. Okay. Okay. Concrete, jungle, bourbon, barrel, cream, ale, cherry, okay. orange. <laughs> They're all nouns. <laughs> Perfect. On that note, folks, <laughs> thanks for listening to episode four of What's Going On Here? We're still not quite sure. We'll let you know if we ever find out. Have a good one. Sean, you want to say bye? Uh, goodbye. Uh, um, Billy, you want to say bye? Uh, <laughs> okay, Billy, we'll get you another beer. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>